Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Emergency podcast, emergency podcast. It's Mike DeStefano from Dave Moore Studio, your host of the Locked On at Least podcast. And uh, we thought we were done for the weekend. We were going to come back Monday, Tuesday, have some more trade talk, talk about what happened on the weekend. Hopefully a perfect two out of two for the Maple Leafs. And all of a sudden, sitting here, literally was just eating some late night soup that I just went and picked up. And I get a little notification from Twitter, from the Maple Leafs Twitter account, telling me that the Maple Leafs have swung for the fences and made themselves a big old trade. Ryan O'Reilly is a Toronto Maple Leaf, along with Nolachari. Let's not put uh, let's put some respect on Nolachari because that's going to be a big bad too. I think like he's someone who's going to come in and play some pretty good fourth line minutes, maybe a little bit of penalty kill. But Ryan O'Reilly is the main course of this deal, and kind of exactly what Toronto needs, like. Give me your first initial thoughts. Here we are, literally five minutes after we found out the news, we went live. Your thoughts, Dave? We haven't even talked about it yet. Yeah, I mean, I was like, all right, I can go to bed now. Nothing's going to happen. Legitimately said that in my head. I'm done for the night. Nope. Nope. I mean, I'm just getting a barrage of text, tweets, messages. Well, the chat's going on right now like if you're not in our discord the the locked on these discord it's going off right now Lots literally of just in the discord right now plan the parade i le- it legitimately says plan the parade in the damn chat right now it it is pandemonium like i it's funny because we talked about ryan Raleigh not long ago and did we not bring up nola chari in this like it's almost like we kind of manifested this trade just 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 a little bit but man, what a what a like this was not the this was kind of a move I was expecting Kyle Deuce to make, but the magnitude of this deal, like first round pick, there was a second round pick, the third hey, round. Could you please give us full details, Mike? Yeah. Um. Well, do you have the tweet actually? The the Maple Leafs tweet. Why don't we bring that up? To- too, so we can oh, just I, got, I, I got I got said tweet. I will yeah, pull let's, that. Let's toss the tweet up there, and then we'll audibly explain what the return was as well. So it's Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari coming to Toronto, going the other way. Mikhail Abramov, Adam Godet as the players, and then a bevy of draft picks. The 2023 first round pick of the Maple Leafs. The 2023 third-round pick of the Ottawa Senators, the one that they got in the Matt Murray deal. A 2024 second-round pick of the Maple Leafs. And then there's some salary retention. That information has not yet been leaked out. I'm sure it will come very shortly, hopefully before we uh, end this podcast. Um, We can find out exactly what's going on with the salary retention. But there is going to be uh, some salary being eaten by the Minnesota Wild, which I find to be an interesting player to take on money, considering I think I thought they'd be buyers and not be willing to take on salary. But anyways, it happened. So the Wilds are also getting a 2025 
fourth round pick for take on some salary. Um, so that's a big price to pay, though. It's a first, a second, a third, and a fourth stretch. You know, between three different seasons, I get that. Plus, Mikhail Abramov, who's a decent little prospect for the Maple Leafs. You know, like a B minus level prospect. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got a chance to be an NHLer. Um, so they've given up like five pieces. I guess you can add Goddard in there, I suppose, as well. Um, they've given up six pieces in total to bring in Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari. Um, this is a big move. This is a home run swing for Kyle Dubas. We talked about what this team needs. They needed an oomph up front. They needed somebody who could either come and fill in that center position as 3C. And even he's even a guy who can move over to the wing. He can move Tavares out to the wing. Um, so Ryan O'Reilly brings that that veteranness to the group also, a little bit of nastiness. He can play a 200-foot game. He's someone who knows how to play in the playoffs. This guy had literally five goals in the Stanley Cup final the, this year that the St. Louis Blues won a championship. Five goals in that Cup final alone, including one in Game 7, which is something that the Maple Leafs have struggled to do, scoring Game 7. So, you know, Ryan O'Reilly's a perfect pickup for the Toronto Maple Leafs and kudos to Kyle Dubas for knowing exactly what he wanted and getting exactly what how, who he wanted and getting it done and uh you know I, I think it's a, a lot to give up but it was worth it man yeah definitely a lot to give up some people are probably wondering why you know Abramov and God dead in the deal well the Leafs don't exactly have a lot of flexibility with contracts you can't bring they literally could not bring in these two contracts without shipping contracts out. So I believe that this was a big reason why Abramov and Goddett were included in the deals. They're not exactly crucial pieces to the Leafs right now, future, present and future. So I'm like, to me, those two are kind of just throw-ins for the contract to get the contracts balanced out. Yeah. The first, first third and second round picks. That's a, that's a, that's quite a high price, but we always have to remember that salary cap, space is crucial in a lot of these deals st louis is taking half the 50 percent for uh the additional 25 percent minnesota's taking like the fourth round pick makes sense because i think that was happening i didn't see did that get reported that come out already the leafs actually said that minnesota will retain 25 percent of uh o'reilly's salary so yeah but is st louis retaining some as well yeah st louis would train 50 percent perfect Perfect. I don't know so why I missed that then. This is this is why it's costing the Leafs as much as it is. Yeah, 100%. I literally just saw the names, and I guess I probably didn't even finish the whole tweet then if it was in the original tweet because obviously it was there and the information was there. But, uh, yeah, big time, big time ad. Well worth it. Well worth it. Yeah, it fits exa- it's exactly what the Leafs need. And it's, you know, Kyle Dubas is going to speak about it uh, Saturday morning. So if you want to get a little bit more insight into why Dubas did exactly this, he will explain it uh, Saturday morning. But yeah, I mean, we we see the impact, uh, you know, when it comes to the third line center role too. Like, you know, that it, when you look at uh, David Camp right now, I think it's a little bit too much for him to be the third line center. So this is the question a lot of people are asking: Is where exactly does Ryan O'Reilly fit on this team? Is it in the top six or is it maybe that third line center role? If you're paying this much, 
I'm kind of assuming that he's going to be a little bit higher up in the lineup. But I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that sold that he has to be high up in the lineup. I think you could easily have him anchor a third line, just be three lines deep, straight up three lines deep, and and you could definitely do this. Now, you could play him on the left side if you want to play him up in the top six. Maybe you could move Tavares over. Uh, it really depends on exactly what you want to do. Um, but I guess by bringing in Nolachari, they also do address kind of a fourth line center role, which means if you do leave David Camp as your three C, um, you do have that four C spot already kind of figured out with Nolachari. So I guess it would make a little bit of sense there if you're not upgrading on Camp. Instead, you're just going to place O'Reilly or Tavares on the wing, and away you go. But if they want to go for a, a full top nine type of situation, then I, I mean, O'Reilly could be it. But I think it doesn't really matter where you put him. I think either way, he's going to – He's this is like a big-time ad for the Maple Leafs. Like, I fully haven't processed his trade yet, I don't think. But he's having a – like, okay, where do you want to start here? I feel like we're going all over the place. I know we we definitely are like so a lot of, so I saw a tweet that says oh Ryan O'Reilly is a minus twenty four yeah he is I understand that the St Louis Blues are not a very good hockey team right now so yeah. to me that number doesn't even really do you know who his not... do you know who his line mate was prior to getting traded um, it was Josh Lebo Josh Lebo was his line mate prior to getting traded. Like I, he's just he's not playing with good players. That's that's a big reason for the drop off in production this year. And and you know, you can look at it. Um through forty games, he's got nineteen points. Like, is there risk with this trade? Yes, there absolutely is, because it does have a little bit of Felino stench to it. I've talked about that before. Uh it's a player who's coming back from an injury, um, and he's a little bit older. You're seeing the production drop off. But I was having a discussion, though, with former NHLer Cam Jansen, and he kind of put a little bit of cold water on the idea of this being Felino-esque, where you're trading for a guy with an injury and that being a concern. Because the there's a difference between a broken foot, which heals, and it did, uh, and then it shouldn't really be lingering, and a back injury. Big, big difference between those two injuries. So, um, you know, the O'Reilly thing... And I'm assuming that Kyle Dubas feels comfortable with it and knows what's up with that foot and realizes, okay, he should be good to go. And the fact that he was out for six weeks means that he should pretty much be fresh and be able to play some pretty significant minutes down the stretch here for the Maple Leafs too. Yeah. Just for just a quick note here, uh, Ryan O'Reilly's cap hit with the Leafs will be 1.875. Wow. So significantly less than the salary cap that he cap hit that he was with St. Louis Blues, which was and by the way, cap friendly is still they are letting people know that they are working to update the website that this is, you know, when it comes to all the retentions and stuff, this takes time. He was at a seven point five million dollar cap hit. So that's quite a quite a chunk of change that, you know. That has to be brought that has to be retained here. A little surprised about still a little surprised about Minnesota. But maybe they're kind of in that in-between of whether or not they're going to go all-in at the trade deadline. Because they're a team that's kind of been up and down this season. But this is the first season that Ryan O'Reilly is considered a minus, has been a minus player since he was a member of the Buffalo Sabres. 
Dude, we're talking about a player who four years in a row has been top five in Selkie voting, including winning it, like his first year in St. Louis. Like, since he got to St. Louis and got out of Buffalo, and it was just an absolute tire fire while he was there, despite having two, uh, what was he, 11th, he finished in Selkie voting in his final two seasons at Buffalo, so he still actually played well and was a good player, but... You know, like, he's one of the premier two-way centermen in the National Hockey League. Like, you're not a top-five Selkie guy if you're not playing elite top-tier, um, you know, two-way game. And that's exactly what he does, and it's exactly what he can bring. So I kind of think it's interesting, too. If he ends up on that top six, let's say, with Tavares and Marner, those are some guys who are pretty responsible defensively as well. Like, that's a team who could certainly, you know, strip pucks off guys that trio can – you know, go turn off defense into offense and end up putting up a lot of points. Like that could almost be your shutdown line, but one in a way where it can transition and have a lot of offense. Yeah. Like, ah, there's there's just so many different things you could do with Ryan O'Reilly. It honestly is uh he's he could be like a Swiss Army knife in a way where he could play the wing, he could play center. And I think either way it adds it adds depth to the lineup, which is ultimately what I think a lot of people said this team needed, and they've got it now with him and also with uh, Noel Achari, who should help out in the bottom six as well. Former 20-goal scorer uh, not too not too long ago. So I'm going to bring something up right now, a little Jay Fresh knowledge right here. Ah. Um, just to get a better idea just of the breakdown of what Ryan O'Reilly brings, so Ryan O'Reilly acquired by Toronto is a top is a top six two-way playmaking center. Typically has a very strong defensive impact. His production is down this year, but he's still creating chances at a high rate. Big statement for the Leafs. So just looking here, yeah, the PK is not great, but even strength defense, he's still producing. Even strength offense, he is producing. Like he is he's basically what he's basically saying is it's tough to really Look at this year in St. Louis uh, with the Blues and say that Ryan O'Reilly is totally dropped off because this is not the same St. Louis team. He's they're, they're clearly going in a different direction, you know, in terms of what they want to do with their future. Yeah, and you can even see there, quality competition, 96th percentile, which means he's taking on the tough minutes each and every night. And I assume he'll be able to come in and do the same thing for Toronto, and they'll probably have him do that. But now, instead of having to carry guys like Josh Levo on his back, it'll be guys like either Tavares and Marner or Yarncroft and and Pierre Engvall. You know, like there's now there's some better players out there that he's going to play with, some more two way guys, some defensive guys. And hopefully, that kind of improves his numbers overall. Like he's still going to be extremely attractive as as a player. But now you can maybe see the goal scoring take a little bit of an uptick. I saw it too. What was the go back up to the tweak? Because he mentioned something about still, yeah, his production is down this year, but still creating chances at a high rate. So if he's still creating chances at a high rate this season, that probably means that you come to Toronto, a, a team that is able to finish, which is something that the St. Louis Blues were not doing a whole lot. That means that that production should definitely increase. So, uh, a really good sign that the, that the process has been there for Ryan O'Reilly this year. Just a little bit snake-bitten from a production standpoint, whether that's because of who he's playing with, um, just a little bit of bad puck luck. 
But, you know, coming to Toronto with some really quality teammates and line mates with him, I think you can expect uh, a big uptick in his play. Well, and we haven't even brought up uh, we haven't even brought up the Nolachari acquisition here because that also plays a part into actually. Why don't we bring up uh, Jay Fresh's opinions on Nolachari? Because yeah. that certainly does help. I, 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 if any time, I'm looking for a little bit more analysis. So Nolachari acquired by Toronto is a capable and versatile bottom six two way forward. Don't expect a lot of offensive creativity from him. So basically saying this is someone that's going to help your team in the bottom six basically play better in their own end, which has kind of been a problem for this group. We saw how um, how things can go in, against certain teams where the bottom six doesn't look as good in their own end. Well, little Charlie will definitely help in uh, in that scenario. Yeah. So and he's a guy, too, who. um he can play two different positions, so there's position versatility there. You can play him as your fourth-line center, or you can play him on the right wing if you feel Pontus Holmberg is good enough to compete in the playoffs as your 4C going up against the Pierre Edward Belmar and Patty Maroon, Corey Perry, and all those guys. Noel Achari is. You know, I think that he is somebody who could um, link up against those guys and potentially you know, be a – not a difference maker on the fourth line, but he's somebody – who you can feel comfortable with playing. He's someone who has a lot of experience when it comes to the playoffs. Got 54 playoff games in his career. Nolachari does split between the Boston Bruins, the Florida, and uh, the Florida Panthers. And then this season, he went to St. Louis as uh, as uh, a free agent. What's his contract situation, though? I'm curious. I thought he might have had term on that deal. I'm, I'm just going to double check and see what his contract situation is like, or if you know what it is, because my He's computer often. Two, five million. I don't have his, uh, what he, he has left on his deal. I'm just going to look it up on cap friendly really quickly. Can hey, I, with people, as we, uh, we are continuing to look up information as we decided to go live with this, with our initial, is it yeah. already on, uh, Let's see if it's already been updated. Let's see. So, the other thing about Noel Chari is he has 168 hits this season. There that already puts him well over above anybody on the Leafs. Like, yeah, I think uh, Rasmus Sandin leads the Leafs with like 115 or something like that. 100 and Maybe 113. Zach Rasmus has 112. Yeah. You're getting somebody that is going to bring that physicality that is, I think, missing in that bottom six. I mean, no, no, Zach Asprey brings some of it, but they don't have enough of it. And this is what this is what uh, Nola Chari does bring in terms of, uh, you know, that physicality. Now, some people might be asking, why didn't uh, St. Louis take any money back on Nola Chari? Well, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that if you're you only get to take back salary a maximum of three trades. Yeah. They already did in Terrace, the Sarasenko deal. They're doing the Ryan O'Reilly trade. And the St. Louis Boos are probably going to be making another trade. And they're probably going to have to take salary back in that one just because this seems to be, you know, what every team has to do to get these deals done. But, um, yeah, I mean, look... <laughs> It's it's going to be it's going to be looked at as a high price to pay, but again, 
you also have to remember that the salary tension is a big part of it. I mean, you're you're looking at a pretty comparable with what Nick Felino went when he came to Toronto because you had to go through the hoopla of getting two teams to take back salary. He fit at that time. It was what the Leafs felt like they needed. It just didn't work out because he got hurt. Yeah. That's the risk you're taking with these deals. We kind of discussed, we discussed this uh, uh, a few episodes ago where it's like, these are the risks you take. If you want to contend, every team takes these risks when they make these trades. Yeah. This is an all in, this is an all in move from Kyle Dubas. Like it's this certainly as you go, You've beefed up. You've got yourself another top six forward. It's exactly what you needed. Even if he plays on the third line, he still, would, I would consider, be a top six forward who could contribute and add some secondary offense. Um, you've beefed up your bottom six by adding Noel Achari, who, again, like I might add, like although he, he's not you know, an offensively gifted player, he's got 10 goals this year on the fourth line for the St. Louis Blues through uh, 54 games. And back in 2019-20, right the season that he was having his breakout year in his career um, when the pandemic hit, he had 20 goals through 66 games. You know, he was getting looks up in the the top six in Florida that year, I remember. So he's a player that has experience playing up the lineup, and there has been some um, some signs of life when it comes to his offense. I'm not expecting him to provide offense. It's not what he's here to do. Um, he's here to, like you said, come and be a physical veteran for this group. And that's exactly what they need on the fourth line, I think. And that's what he's going to bring. So I, I like the addition to also get themselves Noel Chara to help the fourth line. You get Ryan O'Reilly, you can help with your top nine. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, there's still cap space available. That's the thing. Because you got the double retention on Ryan O'Reilly, there's still space where they could make a move. Like, they could still go out and get a defenseman like a Gavrikov or something. Now, they've given up their first-round pick. I would bet they're not – they wouldn't love to give up the first-round pick next year, but maybe you can move on from one of the other top prospects, like a Fraser Minton or a Topinimala. Maybe, you know, Rasmus Sandin kind of becomes a guy of interest around the league, and you can use him as some trade bait to try and upgrade in your on your blue line. You know, so we'll see what ends up happening and what's next. But uh, certainly this is a big-time addition, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are a way better team today. Uh, tonight when we go to bed than they were today when we woke up. Yeah, I'll bring in one more piece of analysis from a friend of the show, Tony Ferrari, who wanted to give his thoughts on the Leafs trading. Three draft picks, three, you know, significant draft picks in this deal. He says, as a draft guy, I'm here to say that when you're at the stage that the Maple Leafs are at, picks do not matter. Get your guy and win. If you do, no one will care who your picks turn into. <laughs> I uh, should also mention... Something that you also mentioned too, Mike, uh, not too long ago. What? Oh, to yeah, go get your guy? Absolutely. But something else that I should also mention, um, I think I saw Fridge said that there's one more piece coming to Toronto on the deal. Yeah, it's a it's a W it's a prospect from the Minnesota Wild, Josh Pilar. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Kevin Pilar, the former Blue Jays center fielder. Yeah, apparently he's a big, you know, right winger. I guess. Um, see what he is. I think just in order to make it, literally, in order for them to get involved, something had to get exchanged. I think 
So they were like, take any prospect from this list. And they were like, we'll take that guy who's, you know, considered uh, a prospect and has some size. And yeah, we'll see what happens there. But uh, 12, obviously, yeah, 12 points in 13 games with the Saskatoon, uh, Saskatoon Blades. Yeah, I was looking and it seemed like he was um, like, He's been there for a while, isn't he? A double overager. He's like twenty-one, I think. He is. Uh, he just turned twenty-one a few days ago. Yeah. So he's a guy. Last season in the dub, and then uh, ECHL or AHL for him. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I-, I am curious to see where exactly he does slot. Like I know we've kind of talked about it already, but there are two different kind of schools of thought on what you could do with O'Reilly. Again, it's either on the second line, either at center or left wing, or you could put him as your third line center and just really build out a top nine mentality. And you could roll three lines very comfortably that way um, and just be deep as hell, which is exactly what Boston is, exactly what Tampa is. And that's what these moves are all about at this point mm-hmm. for the fear of the Maple Leafs is how can we compete with the Tampas and Bostons and beat them and getting a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, somebody who has beaten the Boston Bruins in the playoffs for the Stanley Cup, um, and getting the Conn Smythe Award while doing it, not a bad move by uh, Kyle Dubas. So more information coming in as we record. As yeah. Freeman just reported, as I understand it, Achari O'Reilly are scheduled to arrive for tomorrow's game versus Montreal. No way. They're going to be playing tomorrow too? So we'll get we'll get confirmation when Kyle Dubas talks to the media in the morning. But yeah, I mean, I can't, the Leafs are probably just like, yeah, we're sending the jet, we're getting these boys in, like we're making that deal. These guys are gonna play. So man, I'm not home. <laughs> I'm coming back to Niagara. I'm not gonna be at the game. That's gonna be a hot ticket tomorrow. I know oh. the one. I was like when you uh. <laughs> When you said you were driving back home to Niagara, I'm just like, I guess he's not going to the Leaf game now. No, 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 no. I decided to come, you know, see the family. It's a family day weekend. So I was like, oh, go see the folks and, you know, should enjoy myself a nice quiet weekend. Start off with a bang, I would say. A big old bang from uh, Kyle Dubas and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Ryan O'Reilly is a Maple Leaf. Uh, feels really, really good to say. Anything else you want to uh, you want to address or, or talk about? Um, I guess well, before we some are wondering, are the Leafs going to be done? We won't know until we hear from Kyle Dubas. He might say we're shutting her down. Not if you're sure. making a move like this, I don't think so. I think now you've you've kind of addressed the forward need. Let's see if maybe there's a defenseman that can provide a little bit of depth because you know that I, I think if you're doing a trade like this. You're going to make sure you have all your bases covered as much as possible heading into the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, I don't think they're done. I think they still want to add a defenseman. I don't know if it's going to be an impact guy like a, a top four like I've been clamoring for. I I did say they they I I'm not sure they have the space to add a top six guy like a Ryan O'Reilly, a Noel Chari, and also another defenseman who I would consider to be like a top four guy. Um, but maybe, maybe they can, we'll see, um, being able to double retain O'Reilly 
definitely makes it a little bit easier to do from a cap perspective. And now it comes down to what type of appetite do you have when it comes to, uh, to, to parting with some of your top tier prospects. Now that the first round pick is gone. Now, what are you going to use to, to go out and get some guys? I'll say this though, probably means that Colton Pareko is not going to be a Maple Leaf. I would imagine he would have been involved in this deal if that were. Could you imagine if it was Colton Pareko and Ryan O'Reilly? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I would have passed out. Yeah, it's it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, getting, I'm still getting so many. Me- my phone has I been know. nonstop since this deal has been made. I know. I love, like, I do find it funny. Like, you and I work in sports, and we get literally get emails when stuff like this happens. Like, we are one of the, some of the first people to know that it happens instantly, especially when the Leafs tweeted out. Um, and then I continue to get, like, texts and... Did you uh, see what the Leafs just did? Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I, I get push notifications from the Maple Leafs whenever they tweet things. From Friedman, from Dreger, from LeBron, anything that an insider or the Maple Leafs tweet out, I get it right to my phone right away. So yeah, I I, I get this information pretty quickly. I find it hilarious. So like, oh my god, did you see? Yes, yes, I did. I saw it happen. But uh, everyone's just excited, man. It's a fan base that uh, believes that this year, you know, they they needed to do something to give them a chance to to finally get over the hump and Ryan O'Reilly is going to give him that opportunity. That's for sure. You feel better about it at the very least. Is it going to end up, is it going to work? Hopefully we don't know. We won't know until playoff time, but it sets them up and gives them a better chance to do it at least. Yeah. This definitely puts them. It, it, I think it also reinvigorates some of those who kind of believe that the Leafs were heading down a similar path to past years. Like this might, make people think a little bit differently, especially when you see O'Reilly and Achari in the lineup and you see what they could do. This is going to get some of those people who have been kind of cruising along. This kind of woke them up a little bit, I think. Yeah, I would say. I think uh, the final 25 or so games will definitely have the attention of a lot of Leaf fans just to see how does O'Reilly look in the blue and white? How does he look in the blue and white? He'll be in Buffalo on Tuesday. Guess who's going to be in that game, at that game, in person, in Buffalo? This guy. Nice. I am a couple of worlds back from the penalty box, too, so we'll be up and close. Nice. Very, very nice. So I have to take some picks and toss her in the uh, the old Discord. Oh, yeah. she The Discord will, be, uh, will definitely be humming that night. There you go, pal. All right. Um, if anything else happens... Anything else happens, we will, uh, you know, update you guys. I suppose um, maybe do another, like if he pulls the trigger tomorrow, we'll have to do another emergency podcast. It's just gonna hashtag content. Hashtag content. That's right. Um, let us know down below if he's not done. What else do you want him to do? What would be next on his list of things to do between now and March third? Let us know in the comment section below. All right, Dave. Good stuff. Um, enjoy your weekend, pal. Hopefully we can enjoy the rest of it. Tomorrow should be a real fun game now. These two are going to be in the lineup. Um, so I'm excited for it. Leafs and Habs. And then the very next night, Leafs and Blackhawks part two. 
Um, we'll catch you all back on uh, on Tuesday where we'll break down those games. And, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily leaves content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morris Sudi. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Um, we'll be back with another episode for you guys next week. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs. And Ryan O'Reilly is a Toronto Maple Leaf.